0: Welcome to Lillipod episode 100, Celebrating 100 Episodes. Jeff and Kathy Tykert bringing you another episode of LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships.
1: Hello, Lillipod listeners, and welcome to another edition of Lillipod. This is actually kind of a unique and special moment. Uh, We've been working our way to this for two years, and so we thought it would be fun to talk about some of our favorite and most popular episodes of Lillipod.
0: If you've been following Lillipod all this time and you've listened to all the episodes so far, This will highlight some of the things you have learned. If you're new to the podcast and overwhelmed by the number of episodes, this will give you great ideas for where to start. We recommend you take notes on the titles and subjects that resonate with you, and we'll be sure to give you episode numbers so it will be really easy to take those notes. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting milestone, Jeff.
1: Yeah. I mean, that represents a a lot of work. I mean, you're talking about probably close to a hundred hours of content. I haven't counted it up, but it's a lot.
0: And probably more than that for all the preparation and time we put into it. And, um, you know, and we just keep getting new ideas. We can hardly keep up. So uh, we have a great new year planned for you, but for now we just kind of want to take a little look back at the last two years. And, you know, we each tried to pick our top 10 and We just couldn't quite get it narrowed down to that. So we've got our top 13 each. And then we'll also share our top 10 downloads. So 36 total. It narrows it by about a third. Um, It would have honestly been easier if we could have just picked our top 100 favorites.
1: My top 13, quite simply, uh, are not in order of which I like best. They're just... They're actually in numerical order. Right.
0: So like from the... From one to a hundred, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And I should say on, on that note that if you asked me to pick 10 or 15 episodes tomorrow, I might come up with a very different list. I mean, I think, you know, in, on any given day, one particular one could be my favorite and that might change the next week or something. So I, I think it kind of depends on where you are and... Asking me to pick 10 or 13 or whatever number uh, of my favorite ones is kind of like asking me which one of my children I love the most. It's, uh, you know, I like all of them all.
0: Yes, they're all our babies. All of our guests were
1: wonderful. We couldn't list all of them, but, you know, any of them could have been on the list.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Like I said, it would have been easier if we could have picked our top 100 at episode 100. (laughs) We love them all. Um, and we think that if every mid-single would listen to all 100 episodes and really just kind of just jump in, it would vastly improve the quality of their lives and help them move forward more quickly. If they've, you know, recently been divorced or widowed, or they're not yet married but would like to be, um, I think it just it would it would do a lot. And it's free, so right we um thank you for being here and let's uh move to our favorites okay jeff do you want to start or do you want me to start either way okay awesome um well why don't we have you go first okay okay
1: so here are uh 13 of my favorites uh episode eight the power of thought and we have re-emphasized that from time to time in other Episodes, but that's a, a foundational one for that.
0: And I remember using a lot of scripture in that. The, yes. it, it had foundation in the scriptures.
1: Yeah, it actually uh, showed how an angel taught Alma the Younger to change his thoughts.
0: And that's, again, that's episode eight.
1: Yep. Episode nine, elevating energy from grief to gratitude. And that's something that's meaningful for me lately for reasons that many of you know. Uh 12 divorce stories now those are kind of the the things that we tell ourselves about uh our where we interpret whose fault it was and things like that you know yeah i'm divorced and my ex is responsible because of a b and c it's also things like um, yeah i never got married to get divorced but now that i am my life's ruined Again, it's a story we are embracing that in increases the amount of pain we're in.
0: Well, and then there's also divorce stories that are more empowering that if if we're disempowered by our stories, we can move to. And anyway, so divorce story is all about that.
1: Episode 19 is the power of letting go. And that can be letting go of stories. It can be letting go of uh, a relationship that is no longer... Uh, healthy or no longer viable. It can be the power of letting go of grudges and and that sort of thing. So I think almost everything we do in life um, or every problem we have in life, the solution is one of three things, love, work, or letting go. And so the power of letting go is an important component of that.
0: So, so far you've got Eight, nine, 12, and 19. And one thing I wanted to mention is that episode 11 is the RF SIBO model. And I can't believe it didn't make it on a list because that's one of my favorites too. Um, but it, it's a follow-up. It's like a precursor to the divorce story. So you might want to listen to 11 and then 12 because our F model explains how that works. And then divorce stories kind of jumps into one part of that model.
1: Right. And one of the reasons I picked... Well, the reason that I picked the divorce stories episode is that that is so prevalent among mid-singles. And, and something and,
0: we were really bad at when we first got divorced. In terms of picking empowering stories, we did not. And we didn't know how.
1: And so the pain lasted longer. Yep. Um, number number uh, 23. Relationships and risk in the mid-single world. We see lots and lots of people doing backflips, trying to find love without risk. Can I hint around enough about it? Can I, you know, can I interpret something if this person touched me on the arm? You know, uh, what did this or that statement they made to me at the ward linger longer really mean? and we're trying to to find a way to guess at the truth and the truth is that until you take the risk of asking you'll never know if you have a chance with this person or whether they're interested in getting to know you and ultimately risk is the price risk of pain is the price of admission to dating in the mid-single world.
0: And it's less painful when we've really grown to love and accept ourselves. Because right. then it's less risky because if someone else chooses not to embrace us, we, at least we've got our backs. Right. But the risk is still
1: there. For sure. And you know, you could get the right answer. You can have the person reciprocate and then, you know, they, you start developing something really meaningful and heaven forbid, they get um, killed in an accident or die of cancer.
0: Right. So there's all sorts of risks besides rejection. There's, there's death and illness and all sorts of things.
1: Right. And, and we have to just understand that there's risk in every possible relationship and, and understand that. And, and if we want to have the highest blessings of life, then we have to embrace that risk and say, you know what? Despite this risk, I'm going to move forward powerfully and uh, confidently anyway. Uh, 32, dating is like gardening. That kind of talks about relationships in a more organic kind of way.
0: And we actually got the inspiration while doing some gardening in our ward garden in the summer of that year.
1: Right. It also, we we use a metaphor from Hubie Brown's talk, God is the gardener within this episode. And that's a very interesting way of looking at the way God deals with all of us as, as he is the gardener and we are the garden.
0: That's episode 32.
1: Right. Verse 35, verse 35.
0: Episode 35.
1: Episode 35 is the divorce decision. You know, in... Our Latter-day Saint culture, we have lots of lessons for young men and young women as they grow up about here's here's how you pick the person you're going to marry. You know, you've probably all been through one of those where where the teacher stands up and says, all right, what would you like your spouse to be like? And, you know, hands go up physically attractive, intelligent, strong in the gospel, you know and go down the list of things that, that people aspire to. We have, we have lessons on that kind of stuff. And, and then of course, at the end of making that list, they'll say, how many of you have all these qualities? And you know, the, it's an object lesson in saying you, you attract what you are. But anyway, we, we make, uh, the decision to get married and we have lots of guidance about how to go about that decision. How many lessons did you have on whether to get divorced?
0: Like zero. Probably
1: <laughs> zero. And so as as I went through this process, I developed a three-step process for deciding when to get a divorce.
0: And this one is episode 35. And it's really insightful. And it's through hard experience that Jeff figured this out. And really, if you have any friends that are in the middle of making this kind of decision, it would be really helpful for you to share episode 35 with them.
1: Right. Episode 38 is the illusion of control. And that is basically uh, how we think that we're in control of a lot of things around us and people, in fact. And we think that we can uh, we can control the people around us to uh, support our own happiness. And at the end of the day, other people and events in their lives are really beyond our control. And, and I, so, re-
0: I believe that this episode has come from like talks we've had with each other about this illusion of control, but we—it was inspired by an accident. I was in on the freeway when my car hydroplaned and lost control on the freeway, and it was really scary. Right. Um, of course, we—we we, that was just like the instigator, I think, to have us do that episode. But it's got a lot of really good information because a lot of us might feel like our lives are out of control and. We want that control back and we, you know, we have to decide where, you know, where can we take control and where can we like just allow, allow what is to be.
1: Right. And so that, that fleshes out a lot of those issues, but it, it is based on the fundamental premise that the idea that we're in control of everything is an illusion. Uh, 52, episode 52 is called joy in the refiner's fire that is a talk that I actually gave while I was a mid single back in 2013. And it was about how, uh, how we can find joy and we can uh, achieve happiness, even as we are going through or have gone through a refiner's fire and, and divorce certainly is that the death of a spouse certainly is a refiner's fire so there's a lot of of things that people in this audience will uh, relate to but it also is a message of hope and how you know you can shift uh your thinking and other ideas to come up with um a vision of the future that is more uh, more hopeful. And so that's, that's an important one to me.
0: Well, and there's joy in being refined in going through a trial and being shaped into the person that God wants us to become.
1: Right. Um,
0: I think you're right here.
1: Yeah. 62 wanting is superior to needing. Now that's a, an interesting one because a lot of people got divorced because their spouse wasn't meeting their needs. And, and a lot of people believe that what a husband or a wife is for is to do certain things for us. You know, he needs to earn X amount of money. She needs to cook for me or keep the house clean. <clears throat> and, you know, go down the list of, of expectations that we often and have.
0: role-playing.
1: And then we have emotional needs which we expect our partners often expect our partners to fulfill for us. And the thing is, if you need someone, if you need him or her financially because you are broke without them, if you need the emotional support because you don't have any friends and and this is your one person in life, uh, if you need, you know, whatever it is you need, um, you can't want it. You know why? Because wanting something is a choice. And if you need it, you can't choose it because you need it.
0: Right. So wanting, in other words, is choosing. And when we're chosen, it feels so much better. And when we're choosing, Right, the relationship is so much more healthy,
1: and well. know, knowing that it's freely given. So, so that episode puts a lot of meat on the bones we've just uh, laid out, and uh, some. I think it's an important message. Eighty-one episode eighty-one. Why little things hurt so much, and we talk in that episode about emotional sunburns. It, it uses the sunburn as a uh, metaphor. For the trauma that many of us are carrying around and the idea that if you're sunburned, somebody bumps into you and it hurts way more than you might think it should because you're already prepared for it to hurt. you got that sunburn. You've got that emotional trauma.
0: Well, and we want to be aware of that in others we interact with so that when we touch on an emotional sunburn, we don't just think they're crazy. We understand that they're hurting and we can be compassionate instead of judging.
1: Right. And we need to second guess our own reactive responses for the same reasons and, and, and have compassion on ourselves but also be willing to second-guess our own feelings Mm -hmm. uh, when something seems to hurt, but maybe it really shouldn't hurt as much as we think.
0: Ultimately being responsible for our own triggers and knowing that when triggers happen, even though they might not feel great, it means that they're ready to be healed. And that can be a beautiful and wonderful thing, and it can be sanctifying of the trigger itself. And um, something I'd like to mention here is that the episode is Why Little Things Hurt So Much, episode 81, and our complimentary video is Emotional Sunburns on Lily Tube. So, for those of you who haven't checked out our YouTube channel, we have videos that are different and usually less in depth, but just as powerful. So, Um, And then usually we combine them um, into a Lily letter. So uh, if you haven't checked out our our YouTube channel, it's at love in later years, or you could also um, search for Lily tube. And then um, for our Lily letter that comes each week, it's just um, really uplifting and it gives you links to everything that's currently featured um, that we're offering for free. You can go to loveinlateryears.com and and just put in your email
1: all right episode 89 loss and cognitive distortions now a cognitive distortion is where we interpret something that happened in a way that is not reasonable (laughs) and and we distort the truth why because we're looking at it through the lens of our pain and so it fleshes out a lot of those kinds of issues and and how those issues often accompany loss, and where we can go, what we can do about it. And
0: that one got personal because we'd recently had a loss, and we'd had our own cognitive distortions, even though we're advanced life coaches, and we work with a lot of clients about grief recovery, and we were recovering from our own grief, and it was interesting for us to observe firsthand in the present, just in the last few months, how we had our own Uh, beliefs that weren't serving us that we were able to shift fairly quickly
1: because of the work that we do. Right. All right. Finally, uh, episode 94, Now Thank We All Our God. Now, this is the story. It's a Thanksgiving theme, and it talks about the importance of gratitude, but it is organized around the theme of how the hymn Now Thank We All Our God was written, and it's a very inspiring story about a Lutheran pastor um, in uh, in uh, Saxony uh, during the thirty Years War, and i'll I'll let you listen to that for yourself, but we also make the point in there that that gratitude is the key to happiness. and and we explain why that is uh, and why gratitude is is not just good manners. it's not just a commandment. it is the key to being a happy person. So, Kathy, take it away.
0: Well, I think I just want to reiterate your numbers so that anyone who is listening and they're like, I want to listen to all of Jeff's favorites. Here's the numbers. Episode eight, nine, 11, 12, 19, 23, 32, 35, 38, 52, 62, 81, 89, and 94. All right, so here are my top 13. God is love, so are we, episode two. I love that episode. I love the concept. It's It was like the foundation of what became a healthy mid-single journey for me in the dating world. And then after that, and these are not On my list, but I just wanted to mention that if you want to go deeper after you listen to episode two, we go into relationship priorities and then cultivating love for God, for ourselves and for our neighbors, just like the the great two commandments. Right. I mean. And that's episodes like two, three, four, five, six.
1: I think one, you know, one complaint a lot of people make about uh, dating is is the guessing games and the, you know, the uncertainty of it and always out there is the possibility of rejection And so that episode uh, God is love so are we I think it can help ground us uh, in the idea that we really need to understand who we are in relationship to God and that will give us more resilience against the slings and arrows of dating life.
0: As we're living in that loving energy that we have access to through him, whether no matter what our marital status is.
1: I mean, we can be civil and kind even to people that we may choose to let go as dating partners.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I love, yeah, episodes two through six can really shape the way you interact in the dating world. Right. Yeah. And and even how you feel moving through your life journey. Right. All right. Next favorite is number number thirty nine. Episode thirty nine is sober confidence, and it's my own personal uh, hard earned definition of humility. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is and I think that one it's kind of I don't know. I think I wonder if people are like, what is that? And they're not sure quite what it is, but sober confidence. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. It's also shaped me a lot. Right. Uh, Episode fifty one the power of one word. And that was our our new year um, special about um, the words that we've picked over the last few years and how that's shaped our years. And I thought maybe we'd just follow up really quickly. Um, My word this year was balance. And it's amazing how, you know, just having one word to focus on every day for 365 days can shape how that plays a role in your life. I feel like my my life and my time and my energy has gotten more balanced. I often overdo everything. So I think I've learned how to relax and kind of balance out my natural tendencies with what is needed in order for me to be balanced. Right. And your word was?
1: Sanctify. Sanctify. And as I've thought about it, you know, we talk about sometimes in our religious faith how uh, human suffering or the refiner's fire, if you will, is sanctifying. And this year I have had some significant trials, the greatest of which is um, the loss of my 24-year-old son in a rock climbing accident. And, you know, as I as I think about it, you know the you hate it when the death of someone you love has to be the sanctifying experience that you have. But picking that word at the beginning of the year uh, was in a way prophetic, I guess. It was you know, maybe preparing me that for the idea that um, I'm going to have opportunities for sanctification. Because I'm going to come to face my deepest fears to look them right in the eye.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting how my words have also played a role in how my year turned out without knowing in advance. So if you're interested in picking one word for 2023, the episode 51 is a great um, place to start. It's the power of one word and you'll get a lot of great ideas there. hmm my next favorite, episode 61, creating luck. And it seems a little like an oxymoron, because how do you create luck? But you'll just have to listen and find out. Right. <laughs> so what we've we figured out about that. Yeah. Episode 64, Seasoned and Desirable. And one of my favorite things about that episode is how empowering it is to understand how valuable we are in our middle or later years looking for love and knowing that we're not leftovers. We're not like the rejects we're seasoned and we are desirable. Right. And I really believe that. And if you're not sure if you believe that yet, definitely listen to episode 64. It'll be um, very empowering and um, supportive to your (laughs) self-esteem.
1: Kathy, I'll add parenthetically. And I think I said this in the episode as well, but. Dating was easier for me in my 40s than in my 20s, and if you haven't yet ventured out to date uh, because you're worried that it's going to be really brutal like it was back then, I think you may find, as I did, that you're more comfortable in your own skin as a middle-aged person who's kind of figured out who you are and you know achieved a few things in life and and you maybe might be dealing kids. with
0: trauma of your own or trauma of your dating partners. However you're also knowing what you're getting because we've all kind of become who we are. Um, Although I do hope we're all evolving and not, you know, that's why we do the podcast is so that we can all be evolving and elevating our lives together.
1: Right. There's also a lot of information about being seasoned and desirable in our book, Intentional Courtship, but that this uh, podcast episode kind of emphasizes and focuses on that idea.
0: Yeah. All right. My next favorite is episode 69 radical acceptance. Um, that one's a favorite because of how important radical acceptance is in being able to move on with life when something we don't like happens.
1: I think we actually both wanted to pick that one. Um, <laughs> so so that's an important one to both of us.
0: Yeah. And I tell in it a story about a leaf that a lot of people have commented have has been life-changing and really impacted them positively. So check out episode 69 if you want a, a good review of radical acceptance.
1: Yeah, and if you want one little clue as to how you're going to minimize the amount of time that you're going to spend grieving your the loss of your marriage, I would really recommend that episode because it it is a very important component to making the mental shift.
0: And speeding up that healing process a lot. For sure. My next favorite episode is episode 72, being a chooser. And I think the the thing I love about this one is that in our lives, we often might feel poor and picked on or feel like we're being made to do certain things um, or that we feel like we're obligated or... People expect certain things of us. And when we choose to be a chooser, (laughs) if we're being a chooser, we're showing up in a stronger, more life affirming and assertive way. Right. So I'll let you guys listen to that if you'd like to become more of a chooser in your own life. Episode 72 is great for that. Episode 76, The Divine, Masculine, and Feminine. I love that one because we get a little bit mystical, but with scriptural base. Right. I mean, it's really kind of amazing what is in the scriptures about the divine, masculine, and feminine. And it's really beautiful how they uh, both exist independently and how they interact together. And we really need both men and women um, and the divine aspects of both in our lives to be right. complete.
1: And I mean, we are the one religion I know of that um, believes in a heavenly father and a heavenly mother, the divine masculine and the divine feminine literally as part of the Godhead. So, I mean, this is an important um, an important thing to understand. Um, a lot of people criticize Christianity for being so patriarchal, but Properly understood, it's really not because there's a heavenly mother and and she matters.
0: And it's more like a yin and a yang and it's more balanced. Right. Yeah. All right. Episode 80, Love at Last with Dan and Emily. And that's one of my favorites, partly because Emily is my very best friend and Dan is now my best Mm friend-in-law. And it's a really inspiring interview about... Um, those who might be in their late twenties, thirties, or even forties or beyond and have never been married yet. Um, these guys, they married in their late forties for the first time, each of them. Right. And we were there at their ceiling and it was really beautiful and wonderful. And uh, that love at last is just so inspiring. I think that for any of our listeners who have not yet been married um, or even those who have, I think you'll really appreciate that episode. I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Right. And they both found what really is very close to the perfect kind of match they that they could find in later life or well, midlife, you know.
0: And kind of in, interwoven through a series of events. Um, anyway, yes, it's, it's very interesting. I hope you'll catch that, check that out. And I, I want to mention here that the reason why we haven't picked a lot of interviews on ours is because so many of our interviews are on our top 10. And again, we would pick all of them if we could. Uh, and in most of our interview episodes, are both available on LilyPod and LilyTube. So if you'd ever like to watch us interview, Um, You can go to LilyTube and watch the same. It's the same title. When it's the same title, then it's the same thing. One is audio. One is is visual. But those are the only videos and podcasts that match up our interviews. Right. Yeah. Episode 84 is The Power of Yet. And that's one of my favorites because if you've noticed, in all 100 episodes, I've been really careful not to say Never Married. We hear that term a lot, and it seems so final. And I right. don't like that. I like to give that um, emphasis on. Well, yeah, I mean, not yet. Just not yet. Right. And in the eternal scheme of things, who cares how old we are when we get married? I mean, I think what we what we heard recently is that if you're married in the temple, your honey or your honeymoon period is like a thousand years.
1: Right. <laughs> so, I married Kathy when I was like fifty. So.
0: Yeah. So if it takes you a while, that's okay. It just hasn't happened yet. And and we're not trying to give you false hope. We're just trying to keep your mind open to the idea that um, anything that's worthwhile, anything that's challenging might take a bit. And just because it hasn't happened or we haven't gotten, you know, where we want to yet doesn't mean it won't Right. And I have a fun little illustration in there um, that you'll enjoy. That's episode 84. The Law of Attraction, episode 86. That's another one of my favorites. And we have actually have had someone mention that it's one of the best um, things they've ever heard or read on the Law of Attraction, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a great compliment. Because, you know, there's a lot out there on the Law of Attraction. So if that's something you would like to have a really positive um, experience with, Check out episode eighty-six.
1: Yeah, and speaking of what the that person said, there are a lot of misconceptions about the law of attraction out there, and we try to flesh those out and and give you a clearer picture of how it really works.
0: And even relate them to other laws that are set forth in scripture. Right, too. So, all right, episode ninety-six, pickle juice. I know that might sound strange, but it's based on Elder Holland's talk that was given back in 2012 when I was experiencing divorce myself. And it really gave me a firm foundation for being happy for those experiencing joyful moments and not feeling any need to feel bad about it. Right. Even if it's something that I want for myself and don't have yet It doesn't mean that it needs to be bad for me. In fact, I think as I practice being happy for other people who were experiencing happy times and getting married and having babies and, you know, all the things that I couldn't have at that time, I feel like it made it easier when those finally happened for me to be happy for myself. Right. So pickle juice is a great one. It's funny when we did that episode, we also learned that pickle juice um, in so in his terms, it's like, don't drink pickle juice when, you know, good things happen to other people. You know, that that whole thing can just really put a damper on your whole life. Right. Um, but we found out that pickle juice is actually a really healthy probiotic drink. And we were sick at the time, so we started drinking pickle juice while we were listening to pickle juice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, I've always liked the taste of pickle juice, so it doesn't make me grimace or anything. So maybe the analogy... Elder Holland gave doesn't work on me, but it's. Uh... Well, it doesn't
0: work for health or for, you know, for some people's tastes. But um, right. that's it. Just understand that the, the point is is the point that's made and
1: right.
0: <laughs> know that that's still it's still OK to actually drink pickle juice is actually really good for you. Right. Um, we just don't want to do so in the souring kind of way right. in our hearts, in our lives. Right. Yeah. All right. So check out Pickle Juice, episode 96. That's a good one. And then episode 98, Superhero Mindset. And I think the reason that one means so much to me is because we are comparing how we can sometimes feel like a victim in life. I mean, how many times have we felt resentful because of one more thing we had to do for someone and then, you know, maybe we experienced something terrible that night and we're like, wait, I just served people all day. Why, you know, why am I having a hard time here? Like, shouldn't I receive blessings? That kind of thing. I
1: was um, in that space this morning. Yeah,
0: I know. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <clears throat> but the superhero mindset is one, not that we need to always show up in a superhero case, cape and save the world because we're not Christ. We don't need to do that. We just need to serve where we can, when we can, without running faster than we have strength. And the thing that is a misleader, I think, for all superhero movies is that we never see them getting sweaty at the gym or cooking themselves nutritious food. Like we never see all the things or sleeping, you know, because those things are kind of boring, but they just
1: show up with superhuman strength mm -hmm. or other powers.
0: Right. But I think we have to almost assume they're doing all those boring everyday important things for their health in order to show up with that strength. And we need to do the same. Right. So, um, yes, if you have like kind of a a superhero syndrome when you where you feel like you need to show up as a superhero single dad or a superhero single mom I know I had that and it really caused havoc on my health that is not what that event is about it's actually about the opposite about not showing up more than we can without you know renewing our strength and being able to show up with a good attitude and serve from our hearts and really choose it right and not be resentful yeah. yep all right So um, just to recap my favorites, if you just really wanna go and listen to all my favorites, episode two, 39, 51, 61, 64, 69, 72, 76, 80, 84, 86, 96, and 98. And you know, I just thought maybe we'll go ahead and put those numbers in the, in the notes, show notes so that you can, you can go there. You are
1: welcome to do that.
0: I will do that for everyone. Okay. Top 10 downloads. And then we are, we'll finish up. So we've gotten through our personal favorites, of course, everything on the top 10 downloads and beyond are also favorites, but these are, are the top, um, 10, um, and these are in reverse order from 10th to first, they're all amazing. They're all really, really wonderful. Um, episode 54, Mental Health Stewardship with Condy Uh, That's a wonderful interview for anyone who is big on mental health and even for those, and especially for those who aren't actually, because she talks about how mental health is health and mental health is for everyone. Right. And I believe her. I think it is so, so incredibly important, especially when we're at greater risk for suicide after a divorce if we're male and we think we need to always show up strong for everybody. Like, so divorced men, absolutely. You need to listen to episode 54. It's really crucial. And really everyone, I think that one's a a super important one. Um, And just so you know, we listen to these along with you. Um, And it's interesting how sometimes I'm listening and it's a different experience than when we're podcasting and I'm like, Oh, I just learned something from Jeff, or from myself, or like, or even I just think I just learned something. Oh yeah, I'm listening to me. Like, <laughs> we learn along with you, um, and we learn differently when we listen. Episode forty, healing and thriving with Dr. Sean Brotherson, and that's one of Jeff's best friends and a, a professor, a, lot, a, a family, family and, si- yeah, family science, science professor. professor. Yeah, so a family science professor on healing and thriving. And he does a little bit of review on intentional courtship, which he was one of our three great, fabulous volunteer editors. So right. he knows a lot about it inside and out.
1: Now, interestingly, um, <clears throat> we did this interview with him before my son passed away, but Sean did his master's thesis, I believe it was, on uh, the loss of, of a child. And he he went and interviewed a a whole bunch of people who had experienced that and kind of tries to create a roadmap for what that, that looks like. So he doesn't go into detail about that in this episode, but he does talk about healing from divorce and and the traumas associated with uh, the hard marriage and all of those things.
0: Well, and if I remember right, I think he did talk about his Four Horsemen of the Marital Mar- apocalypse.
1: Yeah, those are those are the Gottmans.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he made up his own um uh, well it he so he was just quoting them. I thought he came up with those.
1: No, the, the Gottmans came up with the four horsemen of the marriage apocalypse.
0: Oh oh so he made up the sexual apocalypse.
1: Right. And okay, by so he the way, does have
0: a twist on that.
1: In both cases, <laughs> <laughs> the <clears throat> the apocalypse refers to the end and so when one of the horsemen shows up you know uh, you're near the end of your relationship if something doesn't change
0: right and so and he has one on the sexual apocalypse and of, and of course there's antidotes for those right so listen to the entire episode 40 if you would like to know more about that one i think that's great and you know it's funny because that leads us into epi- our uh, our Uh, let's see, our eighth most listened to episode is balancing our sexual natures. And that's episode 60. Right. Um, So, so far we've got 54, 40 and 60.
1: And our sexual natures are still part of us, even if we're single. And we, we go into that. How do you manage that when you're single and you're trying to remain pure for a future marriage? And That sort of thing.
0: And man, wouldn't you, wouldn't we have been blessed to have had that episode when we were going through it? That's for sure. I think that's why it's so popular. Um, Episode 83, A Mighty Change of Heart with Alyssa McConkie. And that is a really beautiful story about how she left her activity in the church for more than 10 years. And as part of trying to save her marriage, which didn't ultimately save her marriage, but she thought it might. Um, and it's, it, it's really an intriguing story, and I think it'll be great for anybody who's ever experienced a little bit of a faith, or even either a little bit or a lot of a faith crisis.
1: And we, we got to know Alyssa when she uh, contacted us to say that, that uh, the work that we had done had made a big difference, including this podcast, had made a big difference in her making that choice. To come back to to church and to be strengthened in her faith, and all of that. So we love her.
0: Yeah, that actually is probably the biggest payday we've ever had. Is when we got that message from her saying that she'd come back to the church, and partly because of this podcast. Yeah. So watch out if you're listening to all of Lily Pod, you might change your heart. Hmm. <laughs> um, and that, uh, and and we we do fully anticipate it would be a good change. Right. All right. Episode one, the silent majority that has been listened to a lot. Um, episode 71, finding love after death and divorce with Stephanie Parrish. Um, that one I think may have been so popular because I think we all like to be able to contrast and compare death and divorce. Yeah, she's had she's, both. Yeah, she happens to be one of those unique people who have experienced both. And it was um, interesting to hear her story. Episode 90, sexual compatibility without test driving. That's been a popular one as well. So our two about sex are episodes 60 and 90. So if you're interested in that, that's where you go, 60 and 90. And that, um, interestingly enough, that compatibility without test driving is from our Dr. John Brelsford, who is the next one on our top because we interviewed him. And he had been interviewed on another set of podcasts, and they were like, oh, gosh, probably six to eight hours long. And I listened to all of them, and I took good notes. And then he told me that we could use his 11 factors for sexual compatibility without test driving. So they are from him. And it's kind of like the condensed version into, I don't know, however long that episode is, maybe 45 minutes or something. Right. So that's a really great little resource. And his um, episode came right before that, episode 87. And we called it Mindfulness with that's Dr. Our, John Relsford.
1: That's our third most popular.
0: Yes. Many people have listened to that one. And the sec, our, our uh, second most popular and one of our very favorites episode 59 real love with dr greg Bear,
1: and dr greg Bear was a hero of mine throughout my mid-single years because i read a book uh, that he had written called real love yeah and it was painful at first because it was asking me to change some deeply held beliefs and ideas and to let go of certain certain things that i didn't really want to let go of uh but it blessed my life tremendously.
0: And it's blessed our marriage too.
1: Right. And so, and cool thing is that, you know, 11 years after uh, reading his book, I, I got to meet Dr. Greg Bear, and we were able to interview him. And so we we love this uh, this interview and we understand why it's, it's one of the most popular uh, episodes we've done.
0: Yep. And he did not disappoint. And he and his wife were so sweet and so loving and we can tell they practice it. Daily in their marriage and in also in their lives with as they just so freely give of their time and their information to help others experience real love. Right. Um, that's a definitely a must must listen episode 59. And I want to mention just a little beside that nobody really knows is that the day we did that interview was the day our first grandchild was born. That's true. Yeah, we got the news right after we got off the
1: call. And that little girl has brought so much love into our life, even in less than a year that she's been part of it.
0: Yeah. All right. Top, top listen to Lillipot episode 24 Wisdom with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. And for anyone who doesn't know who she is, she is a very popular and very well known uh, Latter day Saint sex therapist. And she's done a lot of great work in online. And um, she not only has her own podcast that just kind of gathers all of the interviews she's done, hundreds of interviews she's done all over the place, Um, but also Room for Two, which is a prescription or a, sorry, not a prescription, subscription podcast that we listen to just to to hone in our own coaching skills and to gain wi- more wisdom from her. But this wisdom we were talking about specifically with sexuality and relationships in the mid-singles community. And um, she gives the number one factor that she would encourage everyone to look for in a companion. And I don't think I'll give that away. I'll just have you listen to episode
1: 24. No, and I, but I will say this much additional about, about this interview, the cool thing about it, I mean, again, she talks about sexuality. That's her expertise, but she talks about it in terms of what are mid-singles supposed to do with that sexual energy? How are they to manage it? How are they to, you know, what's the best way for them to decide what is in bounds and what's out of bounds, you know? so
0: And there's so much wisdom in the way she answers those kinds of questions.
1: Right. It's very insightful. And and she clarifies in the middle of all that um, how you go about, you know, managing that part of yourself when you can't fully express it or, or when you decide not to.
0: Yes. Yeah, so if you want to listen to the top 10 most popular episodes, they are 54, 40, 60, 83, 1. 71, 90, 87, 59, and 24. Again, I'll put that in the show
1: And those notes. are in reverse order, but yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Those are our top 10. All right. We are so grateful that you've been listening. We're grateful that you're here. Uh, we are also really grateful when we get feedback. Um, sometimes we've gotten those life-changing messages, and, you know, that's why we do it. Right. So, Thank you for reaching out and letting us know how our episodes have positively impacted your life. And um, just really quickly, I wanted to mention that we haven't made any money on the podcast Um, from the hundreds of hours we've spent providing you with commercial free episodes every week over the last two years. And if you really enjoy the podcast and you'd like to make a donation to our organization, it would go to a good cause. We'd basically just reinvest it in continuing to provide free material um, if you would like to um, donate, um, you can send it by Venmo to Love in Later Years. So it's just at Love in Later Years. And um, the last four digits of the phone number associated with that, sometimes they ask for that, is 4226. Um, if it's made a difference in your life and you want to share, we would love to hear from you at Love in Later Years at gmail.com. And most importantly, if you know other people who could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. We would like to grow a lot over this next year in 2023 and beyond and reach a lot more people. So if everyone just shared it a little bit, it would make a huge difference. Right. You know, you'd think after 100 episodes that we might have said everything there is to say, (laughs) but we actually keep coming up with new titles and subjects faster than we can keep up with by the week's.
1: And sometimes it's surprising what people spark to and what what speaks to them.
0: Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of exciting episodes coming in the new year. So stay tuned. For um, the first time in two years, we will be taking a two-week break for the holidays. And um, that will give you a great opportunity to catch up on some of the episodes you may have missed. Yes. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. We will see you in 2023.
1: And remember that any time is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening.
0: Subscribe to LilyPod and get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyDube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com.